Hello and welcome to the Una Series podcast. My name is Katie Miller, co-founder of Una Series, and I am thrilled to be hosting this collection of founder interviews. I have so fortunate to have one of my clients, one of our Unas herself on this platform, Cressida Bonus. I'm not going to say too much about her because I want to give her the floor, but she is the founder of Fear Itself, her own podcast series. She is also an actress. She is so much more than just those two things, but Herself has gotten her to this journey of where she is now through her entrepreneurship and her founder journey. So I would love to give her the floor. Cressida, thank you so much for joining us on Una Series today. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. A thousand percent. So we're kind of flipping the table here because you are normally the interviewee. Nope, sorry, you're the normally the interviewer. Now you are the interviewee. So I would love, it's like that random question, but it's so normal, but it feels so daunting. Cressida, tell us who you are and what you do. <laughs> it is weird being on this side. I'm not very used to it. And I do get quite nervous. So here we go. I am, I'm an actress. Um, my most recent job has been a TV series called White House Farm, where I played Sheila Bamba. I have a podcast called Fear Itself, where I talk to people about what they're afraid of and their most courageous moments in their life and how they deal with their fear. And I'm a writer and I have a column for the Spectator Arts and Culture section. Amazing. Lots happening. I feel I want you to take us into this journey of, you know, the inspiration behind. Let's start maybe with acting because I think it would be nice for everybody to get to know, you know, how you transitioned into the arts and into acting and into developing that part of your career. Mm. So I was actually a, a junior associate at the Royal Ballet School when I was younger um, and I didn't really love it. it, it not my confidence. I wasn't, uh, I was definitely not the best in the class. And I was never really taught that if you're not the best in the class, that's okay. You know, that doesn't mean you're, you're, you know, you're bad in any way. And I kind of look back now and I think, oh, that was such a kind of flawed attitude, even though I was so young, I, I just sort of wanted to be the best and I wasn't. Um, so I never put myself forward. I was always at the back of the class. Um, I never put my hand up. And, and so I kind of just gradually gave up, um, which, was, which was a shame in a way. Um, and then I found acting when I went to uh, a school for sixth form. And I absolutely loved it. I always found things like maths and science and those subjects really difficult. And I loved um, drama and English and music. Uh, so I kind of found my confidence. I got my confidence back again. And then I went and studied theater and dance at Leeds University. Um, and, then it, and then it just went from there. And then I, I found an agent and I started doing a lot of theater. Um, and then I just sort of progressed from there. It's incredible going from, you know, your experience, you said sitting at the back of the class and not wanting to raise your hand, really getting yourself out there for auditions and castings. That takes a lot of confidence. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and you know, that that's not easy. And um, I had to kind of grow a, a thicker skin because I'm quite a sensitive a sensitive soul and at first that was really you know challenging um but i think when you love something so much and i i, I love theater um and i still love dance but in a, in a different kind of way um i think the the passion the love overrides that fear of of rejection and failure because you get rejected so much and 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 and, and you're always failing in a way in this in this industry and that's brutal um so i always say to people if they're going into into that industry you have to really really love it um and i always say to myself the day that i stop really enjoying it is the day that i will just put it aside sure. and that's okay for me to, to know that yeah and the, the love and the inspiration on, on the daily when you show up to this, what is that? Why do you show up to acting? What do you love most about it? I think I love stepping into somebody else's shoes. Um, the, the, you know, all the kind of emotions and feelings that we have just as human beings in life, we can't express them every day because, you know, we, we can't express that anger that we feel every day or, or that joy or that love. And, and through acting, you can do that uh, through characters. And, and I've always loved that. I've always loved expressing myself in that way, mostly on stage. Um, and film and TV is quite a new area for me. The camera's quite a new thing for me. But in terms of on stage, I've always just loved an audience, which is also a bit of a contradiction because I'm quite a shy person naturally. So some people say, gosh, it's strange because in, in life you're quite shy, but then on your stage you really come out of yourself. And I think it's because I'm able to express myself yeah. where every day I, I can't think. You found your space, your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. And now recently in podcasting and writing, I, I find that in writing you sometimes I can't get my words out. Sometimes I don't know if you have that. I can't. I'm, think, I'm thinking something, I'm feeling something and I can't put it into words yeah. do you ever get that and it's really frustrating and with writing I have found that I can just write and, and, and get it on the page and I and I sometimes say it's like being sick on a page because you just get all your feelings that on on the, on the page you get it um, all out at once I love that so tell it tell us about you mentioned you're doing a show at the moment uh no so I did um before lockdown happened before COVID happened, I was in a show called White House Farm. Yes. It came out and then um, it, it was received really well, which was great, but unfortunately uh, COVID happened and, and the whole of the acting industry shut down. Uh, so I haven't I haven't had an acting job, job for a while. Um, and then I started this podcast actually before that. And so now I'm on the third series. So that's wow. really my focus at the moment and writing, so you which is great. I'm not kind of like sitting by the phone waiting for a, a casting director or a director or my agent to call me and be like, you've got a job, I've got other. Of course, you're you're flourishing in other areas. So you started the podcast before lockdown. Yeah, I did. I started it before lockdown. Um, I was interested in fear. I'm interested in all the, the, the big emotions, really, if you like. I, I wanted to kind of break them down and I started with fear. I'm still on fear. Um, and just thinking about fear in my own life, it's held me back so much, but it's also really motivated me. And I was kind of interested in this dynamic. And so I started 
talking to people about it um, and asking people about their own fear in their life and just writing. And I thought, God, these conversations I'm having are so rich. I'd love to record them. And so I had this tiny little mic um, that was like plugged into my phone and I started doing that. And I thought, oh, I could create a podcast. And I didn't know anything about creating a podcast. I love listening to podcasts. I think it's a great way to um, to learn and to process, process our own um, feelings. That's what I feel with podcasts. And so I thought, well, I'll try and do it. And I had no idea what I was doing. And I and I winged it and I nearly stopped so many times because I thought, oh, God, what if nobody listens and what if it's bad? And who who do I think I am to, to be doing this? Um, but I'm so pleased I kind of got through the, that self-doubt yes. and criticism and and just did it. Um, so season three. So tell me some of your big wins through this podcast. You know, who have you met? What have been some transformative stories that you've heard yourself? Yeah, so I've met some really wonderful people and I feel so lucky that I have got to speak to these inspiring people. And um, everyone is so different. So everyone's stories are, are so different. And I don't have a certain person that I speak to. Um, so I could be speaking to someone who, um, so for example, I spoke to a man um, called Corporal Andy Reid, and he lost his two legs and an arm in uh, Afghanistan. And that was just amazing and totally inspiring to see how, you know, what he does now, where he found the courage and the hope to move on with his life. And then on the other hand, I speak to someone who's a mother and has to, has to you know, face those fears every day or someone who's afraid to just, you know, email their boss and ask for a pay rise. It's also relative and that's what I love, you know, and someone's, very small fear can be somebody else's massive fear and the other way around. So that I found really interesting. And I think what I've learned the most is that a lot of people's fears are actually in the future. Mm. So it's the, it's the kind of the anticipation of what's going to happen rather than in the moment fears is what I have found. I, I agree. Cause I feel that sometimes I think so much about the fear of the unknown. I fear the fear of the unknown, if that makes sense. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, um, but you know, it's a practice here. We are having these conversations and I love that you mentioned it's all relative because, you know, having these conversations and collaborating within them, we start to realize the vulnerability in all of us. You know, we share so many similar fears and being able to coach each other through them and talk through conversation and inspire each other through taking one step in front of the other. I feel that that's where a lot of the magic ends up happening. Yeah, definitely. And, and also I was interested in doing this project. Well, this, what do I call it? Podcast. Yeah. Um, because, I think sometimes saying we're afraid of something in this world is it, people think, oh, that's a sign of weakness or, you know, showing your vulnerability. But I think that's really important. And I think that's how other people can can learn about themselves is from hearing other people's yes, stories. A thousand percent. I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, sharing those stories I found have held me up through 
many difficult moments in my life and jumping, you know, into the shoes of an entrepreneur. And I love that you've, you know, taken your passion and you've kind of weaved it into different projects. And it's not to say that you've closed the door on any of, you know, your, your previous loves. It's just, you've kept them open and now you're just kind of exploring and inviting people in to grow alongside you. I think that's really powerful, you know, and this is our, this is our community, right? This is our social health. We talk about this a lot on Una, you know, how can we champion our physical, our mental and our social health? And I think it is through connection and through these conversations that we're having collectively together that we can kind of fuel ourselves forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, by the way, before I forget to say, Katie, your classes are amazing. I wanted to say that at the beginning. Honestly, they're amazing. Your bar class is, I know I'm slightly going off track. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not saying this, I'm speaking to you, they really are in the morning, you know, those 6.45 classes. I'm like, yes, I feel (laughs) motivated for the day. I love it. No, but do you know what? Thank you. Because I think it's really, again, relative, right? For all of us to talk about this, because even for me rolling out of bed and getting there, I do that because I look at my roster of clients booked in the night before. And that motivates me knowing that we're all showing up no matter what fears and experiences we're going, you know, through our heads or in our lives at that moment, we're all still rolling out of bed and putting our two feet on the floor. And I think that in itself is very brave for all of us to get up and to continue to move. So I thank you for coming because it's that transfer of energy. I say it to my clients every morning, you know, when I see them on the screen and when they're brave to put their cameras on so that I can see them and they can see me. Again, that's that transfer of energy where I really feel that so much is happening. So Thank you for showing up and thank you for bringing all of your energy to the classes. So I want to talk a little bit about um, any some some big moments. I want to try and get a little bit specific if, if we can. Um, through your journey, and we can take this all the way back to school, you know, through acting, through your podcast or wherever you, you, you can think of, where has there been a moment where you've had to pivot? and put a stop or close the door on something, not to say you failed, but to say, do you know what? That's not what I want to focus on right now. This is the journey I want to go. And and what did that look like for you? Gosh, that's a really interesting question. I I know I've, I spoke a bit about dance earlier. I That's been a really, uh, I don't know, I, I think maybe painful is too strong. But a, a, a funny journey for me because I I feel like I gave up dance too early. So I know your question is the other way around, but just to kind of flip it slightly, I, I wish that I hadn't given up. I, I did actually move a bit into contemporary dance, which I preferred to ballet, but I wish I gave, just gave myself a bit 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 longer because I really love dancing and I still you know I will I will I go to five rhythms classes you know I will turn the radio and I will dance I will I will do creative projects with friends that involve dancing it feels like it's kind of in my life which I know you will definitely understand that being a dancer yourself um and I think that's another reason why this 
beer project interests me so much because I think one of the reasons I didn't go down that 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 dance path properly and gave it up uh, was was because of fear, because I was afraid that I wasn't good enough. And I was afraid that I wasn't as good as the person standing next to me. And I was just comparing, you know, myself to the, these other these other dancers. And so I look back and I think that was kind of a, a massive moment because to get into the Royal Ballet School was a huge honor and very hard to get in. And I felt like I just quit too easily because of my own fear and my own sure. critic. And if, we, and if we strip that back too, you know, where, what do you think you needed at that point in your life that would have maybe supported you to continue to push forward through the fear? I think I just needed... I, I always I always say this. I always say at, at school we we were never taught about those feelings. We weren't taught about fear or self-doubt or confidence. Just to have like an hour a week in your education that teaches you about that, I think would be so um, you know, would, would kind of set you up more for life and when you face adversity and when someone's best than you or when you get crushed, you have those tools. We never I never got that so I just sort of you know thought well you know I'm not one of the best so therefore I'm not good enough and that was such a shame um and then the doubt sort of meant that I just stopped dancing from my heart and so I think that's what I needed is just someone you know my parents are very very supportive and always been supportive but they were kind of brought up in a, in a different generation where it was like stiff upper lip and you don't talk about feelings um and so I think that's, that's, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. And I think, you know, now having children myself, I'm trying to support them through conversations with myself, but I also understand that it doesn't stop at me. They need coaches and mentors who are not me, who can give them perspective from a different area because I am the mom. And right now I'm interesting to them because they're so little, but it's obviously going to get to a point where they're going to be like, you know, nothing. And I'm going to go, Oh, but maybe I do. Okay. No, I don't. So, you know, I think that for me, I've found, and, and if I, what you're saying resonates with me too through dance, because I got to a point where you know, to, to take it to that next level, it meant that there were going to have to be immense sacrifices and immense challenges physically, emotionally, you know, mentally. And I just thought, I don't know if I can do that. But now thinking what you've just said, you know, looking back on my journey, I think maybe I could have, but, you know, it was the noise and the fear that, that stopped me, but I'm not so regretful. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, you mentioned this as well at the beginning, you know, it's kind of led us to where we are now and, you know, the certain paths that we're on. It's been a beautiful journey. And I think the fear has catapulted us into now coming into this next generation and sharing our feelings and talking a lot more. It's so powerful. And so here's the power of your podcast, you know, again, not stopping, but continuing to push forward through those moments of self-doubt. I think a lot of our listeners who are on this podcast are entrepreneurs themselves or are looking to take that jump into a project or something that they really wanted to work on. So, you know, knowing that here are our listeners today, what would you say to them 
to take that next step and how to get out of those noises and voices in our head. Because I have to say, it's so normal. Yeah, I mean, I have self-doubt voices in my head every day that I have to just stop and start to question if those thoughts are real and if they're true. And, you know, 90% of the time, 99% of the time, if I really think, okay, is that actually true, what I'm telling myself? And I'm like, no, that's not. And only now in my 30s, Am I beginning to understand that? It was all through my teenage, teens, 20s. I, was like, I really believed these thoughts. You're not good enough. That person's better than you. So just quit. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> um, but now I'm like, no. And also I don't want to get to my 80s, maybe 90s, and think, why? Oh, my goodness me. I did not try that. I did not give that a go because I was afraid. I mean, what a waste. I don't want to do that. I want to have an idea and I want to go for it. And so I would just say to anyone, I have some amazing women in my life who have these amazing ideas and creative ideas and they're not doing it because they're afraid that it will fail or not. Well, they're not good enough. And I just want to be like, no, just, just do it. And I just think action is the best way. Even if they're like the tiniest first step is an email to someone, you know, or, or just a, a phone call or a coffee with someone who's in the same space that you want to go into. I would just, just say do it. And and by the way, I have to tell myself this every day. This is not easy for me because doubt is so big in my in my life and always has sure. been. I get it. You know, I, I have these conversations often. I think one of my biggest support systems is is my husband. And I think naturally just because he's lying right next to me and I can share and just like you said, you know, everything comes out all at once when you're feeling and it just is like constant overload. And he gives me a lot of, you know, that mental checkpoint to go, nope, keep going. You're on the right track. And like you said, you know, meeting a friend, similar interests for a coffee, safe sharing spaces. It's really, really key through, you know, through life. I mean, these, these are skills that you talked about tools, and this is something I say a lot. You know, we need to be able to build useful, helpful tools through our life that we can reach back into our back pocket to pull out at a later time when we know that life is a constant articulation. We're going to have some beautiful highs and we're going to have some lows that we have to know, okay, we're not going to be there forever. How did we find the support to pull ourselves back up before? And how now can we do it with a little bit more confidence and a little bit more ease in the stride of our step because it's it's going to happen. Yeah, and and also sometimes I think, oh, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. Which which might sound negative, but I don't mean it in in a negative way. I mean like, okay, if I want to do something and I'm frightened um, or scared of the outcome, I just think, okay, well, what is the worst that could happen? Because I think so often because of you know evolution, we we we're um, now programmed of our, our nervous systems are so wired yes. that, you know, just getting up and doing a, a speech in front of people or going to a job interview, it's our bodies are acting like we're mm. under threat rather than actually the normal, yeah. you know, and uh, well, what is normal, yeah. you know, um, reacting like, okay, well, what's the worst? Well, I'd be rejected or I won't get yeah. the job. You know, like I can yes. just be like, I can yes. deal with that. I can deal and with And to know that. that 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 too, the rejection and, and having a door not open is a positive. 
you know, and flipping that mental, uh, you know, attitude to say, okay, well, that wasn't my time. And now I'm going to reshift, refocus or recoach, retrain and continue to push forward to get that door to open if that's the door that I want to continue to open. But, you know, this month with Una series, our focus is goal setting. And we did a masterclass the other day with Boniface. And it was really interesting because he said, you know, and when you were just talking about the nervous system, it made my brain just go, yes, because here we are, you know, talking about this now so freely. And I think these conversations are important because there are moments when things are going to be hard. Things are going to be challenging. And we need to know that that's good too, right? Because we're growing, we're evolving, mm-hmm. we're learning in these spaces. But, you know, taking it back to Cressida in her 20s, Katie in her 20s, had we had those tools learning through school about how to coach ourselves through this, it would have been such a beautiful support. But you say you're in your 30s now. So am I. We're so young and we found these tools now that I feel really excited about, you know, this next phase of how now we can share our voices for you know, our peers, but also younger generations to kind of pull them along to say this, you know, what we're creating here in this world today is really special through communication and talking and coaching and pulling yourself out of the fear. Yeah. yeah. You know, so tell us um, one of your biggest wins in your life, in your careers that you were just so, so proud of you look back on. I think, uh, gosh, I think probably doing a one-woman play. Um, I did that in a a theatre called Leicester Square Theatre. And I thought, oh, wow, how am I going to do that (laughs) at the time? And I, it was really scary, but I absolutely loved it. Um, It was a very surreal experience because I'm not responding from any other actor. It's just me on my own. Wow. Um, but that was definitely a big moment in my life where I was like, oh, you know, I, you know, I, I did that. I did that. And I'm really proud of myself that I, that I did that. And, um, but, you know, even with the podcast, I feel I'm so happy I did it because honestly, I really nearly didn't do it for so many different reasons. Um, and I just feel really, really happy that I, that I kind of stepped into my fear without sounding really corny. <laughs> no, but this is the truth. I love it. It's, you know, you're, it's, it's genuine. And I think again, you know, here it is, we've found passions that are genuine in our lives. You with the podcast and connecting with people who, you know, are sharing similar stories, you know, all relative, different experiences, different walks of life. But here we are just, you know, trying to get through it together. So I love that you continued and you're you're pushing forward with that because you're you're inspiring a lot of listeners today and through your podcast series. So tell us what's to come for Fear Itself and Cressida Bonus. What's happening in the future? Well, I'm on with my podcast, I'm on, I've just finished series three, so that's out. Um I then will do a series four, but I might move from fear to speak about something else, something else um, that I'd like to break down and discuss. Um, Perhaps love. I've done a few episodes on love, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, 
I'd love to talk about faith because faith can mean so many different things for, for different people. Um, so I, I'd like to continue, but it might just go in different different areas. Yeah. I'm not quite sure yet. And then writing, I just want to continue. I write every day, and that's not necessarily for anything. I just write, and I'm definitely going to continue that. Um, so we'll see, but it's exciting. Uh, I just, I've got sort of three different things going on, which I love. Um, you never really know what's going to happen, but you have like, you know, your goals, as you were saying, um, and, and dreams, and you just have to keep going. Yeah, I think. Yes, 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 yes. I'm the biggest believer in movement in all facets, moving mentally, yeah, you know, physically, socially. So yeah, it's exciting to to hear what's happening and what's to come. Um, Cressida, to wrap it up, I'd love for you to share with our our listeners and our viewers who you know might be in similar fields to you or something completely different. What advice would you give to our listeners who are seeking to either start a project or jump from you know jump out of something with fear into something with excitement? What would you say? I would say, I, I've said this before, but question the doubt when it comes in and you have those thoughts that perhaps are negative or doubtful, question that um, because most of the time it's not true. I'd also say in anything, in any job that we have or anything that we start, there's always going to be things that we're not so good at um, and then there's going to be things that we feel that come naturally to you so for me if I take the podcast for example I the the bits that I feel come naturally are things like the creative side so um you know what it what, creating it what it looks like uh the music the the imagery the research I love because I love reading and the talking to someone I love the things that I'm really really not good at are the things like marketing PR promoting pushing yourself forward I'm just not good at that, and just just being aware that that is okay, but I you do need both, um, and just kind of like not ignoring that side because I think it's very easy to like, well, I'm not good at that, so I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna do it. Um, just to be kind of aware, there's gonna be things you're good at and things that like you're not so good at, but if you work on the things that you're not so good at a bit more, then you can just kind of get become like just a little bit more entwined. So I would say that, and I would say um, early mornings are always good, which <laughs> I know you good at, but I am better at now. Thank you for championing that, because I couldn't agree more. I get so much done by 9 a.m., and I, I just feel so proud of myself. I'm like, yes, it's such a great way to start the day. But Cressida, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about you and your journey, being so open and honest, because like we said in this podcast, vulnerability, you know, breeds so much inspiration. So thank you for being brave. Thank you for trusting me to share your story and Una series. I look forward to seeing you in some of the live classes soon. But before we wrap it up, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to or listen to your podcast. Give us a little bit of info. So I'm on Instagram as Cressida Bonus. That's my only social media thing. Um, my podcast is called Fear Itself and it's on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And 
I'd love to say I have a really cool website, but I don't. One day. That's okay. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's my like marketing PR thing. It's like, <laughs> I was like, you don't have a website? No, I don't have a website. website. (laughs) One day, this will be future what's to come. (laughs) That's what I should have said in your question. A website. website. I love it. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, my lovely. It was great to chat with you. You, You're just so genuine, and I really appreciate you. So thank you again. And Una's... Stay tuned. We look forward to welcoming you back for some further episodes with some truly, truly inspiring female founders. Thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. Bye.